Good morning, listeners. This is the STEMish Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating and inspiring future generations of STEM professionals. Through engaged conversations with our professionals all across the world, we will explore the depths of careers in STEM. My name is Saplu, and I'm one of the co-hosts for this podcast. I'm currently a senior at the University of Michigan, majoring in biology, health, and society, and I'm originally from home in Illinois. My name is... Uh, my name is... Rico, and I'm also a senior at the University of uh, Michigan. I am um, a literature major on the pre-med track, um, and I'm also a member of the Michigan men's basketball team. Awesome. So we'll jump right into today's episode. On today's episode, we are joined by Principal Strouder of Renaissance High School in Detroit. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Um, Can you tell us a little bit? Well, first, we would like to really appreciate you for taking your time out to be on our show. And um, could you share with us a little bit of um, background uh, um, information about yourself? Absolutely. So I will start first. The most important part, I'm a wife and a mother of three boys. Um, I, too, went to the University of Michigan a long time ago. I got two degrees from the the University of Michigan, one in actuarial science is my bachelor's degree, and I have a master's in math education. Um, and then I followed and went to Eastern Michigan and got a specialist degree in educational administration. So I've been uh, in the educational field since 1997. I started off at a community college. I taught math at Macomb Community College. And then I went to a small school in Detroit um, called Crockett Technical High School, which is now closed. Um, then from there, I went to Cass Tech as a math teacher. Uh, taught there for seven years and I moved into administration, was an assistant principal there, um, left in 2015 and took my talents to Birmingham, Michigan. And I was an assistant principal at Seaholm High School for three years until I got granted the job of my dreams as being the principal at Renaissance High School. So I've been here, this is my third year as the principal at Renaissance High School and enjoying every minute of it, even in this COVID time. Wow, you have an so amazing that's a quick background. rundown. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'd like to ask you a quick uh, question before we get into our real uh, questions. Okay. Um, cash tech or Renaissance? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even do that. Don't even do that. Of course, it is the mighty Phoenix. Oh, but okay. Okay. It's a great day to be a Phoenix, Rico. <laughs> but I do love my technicians I was there for 10 years had a great experience there loved the kids lots of memories colleagues every time I go somewhere I see kids all over who recognize me from being either their teacher or their administrator at CAS because CAS is all over the place so it was a great experience I'm not going to take anything from it but uh, I am a phoenix now so that's where my heart is for giving us props (laughs) we appreciate that (laughs) that's right of course of course um so our first real uh, question is um well a little hurts of me to say it i know it doesn't um but (laughs) i know that a renaissance feeds a lot of a lot of um it's uh, students to a lot of large uh, uh, universities all across the United States 
and in a world where things that are are constantly are changing in math and science how do you continue to prepare your kids for the rigorous uh, colleges that they're going to attend so yeah that's very true you know we we have a 99% graduation rate our kids go to schools all over the country um, from Ivy League to HBCU to uh, you know to predominantly white institutions and they do well when they get there and so you know, we are, uh, our teachers are very, very um, concerned and making sure that they give the students what they need. So we have a challenging curriculum. Um, every core subject is required all four years, which is above the state requirement. Um, so students take English, math, science, and social studies all four years. We offer um, a tremendous amount of probably over 25 honors, AP, and now IB courses. Um, so we have a lot of advanced courses in, uh, in, in the core subject areas, uh, English, math, science, and social studies. So we wanna make sure that we're giving our students everything that, that they need. Um, all of our students take honors classes um, beginning in the 10th grade and then starting, um, and, and most of our students take AP and or IB courses. So they are really getting an opportunity to explore what a college course would be like. Um, we do dual enrollment as well. So some of our students are going, you know, to Lawrence Tech. Um, they do uh, U of D and also Wayne County Community College. So our students are getting a wealth of experience and making sure that they um, are, are getting rigorous work. And in our math and science curriculums, um, especially, you know, we, we have AP and IB courses in those in those fields as well. And a lot of our students take advantage of it. So we're making sure even in a regular course, um, you're doing probably much more work at, at Renaissance than you would at any other um, high school. So uh, that's what's important to us. Uh, kids don't like it while they're going through it, of course, but <laughs> every time they come back after, you know, they realize like, wow, I'm more prepared um, in this math class than I thought that I would be. And they're doing well. They come back that freshman year and, you know, everybody's got above a 3.0, 3.5, and then they're thankful, right? But in the midst of it all is when students are having a hard time. Like, why do I have to do this? What are we doing? But, um, but we know that what we do works, and so we'll continue to do it. No, I think that's really important. At my high school, we actually also had IB. We had AP and IB courses. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I was um, going through high school, it was kind of new, the IB courses, but it was mm -hmm. really interesting because IB is a curriculum that's taught globally. So not only were mm -hmm. students, you know, just learning about history and like American history and stuff like that, but they're also learning about different concepts and they're able to connect with students on a global level. And it's really important when you go to colleges such as the University of Michigan that has so many international students because you then are on the same level as everybody else. You know, you learn the same things, you learn the yeah. same way, you took the same exams and stuff. And I think that's really important mm -hmm. in making them competitive students at those universities. Those classes. That's right. And, and it's about exposure, mm -hmm. right? So as long as our kids are getting exposure to these fields and exposure to these types of exams, they're ahead of the game. And so that's what we want to make sure that we're doing all the time in every facet um, of educating our students all through for all the four years. Yeah. So personally, I'm actually um, a part of Nesby. So I know a lot of um, engineers that went to Renaissance mm -hmm. that um, go to University mm -hmm. of Michigan. I'm also pre-med. So I know a lot of pre-med people that went to Renaissance. Um, and mm -hmm. 
I know that a lot of Renaissance alumni are making strides globally as STEM professionals. Um, so how important is it for your current students to see graduates from the school they attended and careers that they hope to see themselves in once someday? It's immensely important. You know, we always tell students when they leave to make sure they come back and share um, some of their experiences. And, and especially once you get that, you land that job and that career, right? And you get those um, advanced degrees. Because again, going back to the first question, students don't realize the hard work that they're putting in and the benefits that they're going to have, you know, after the fact. So, you know, we reach out to alumni again before they even leave, but we're reaching out to them, um, our, our association, our alumni association, to make sure we create opportunities for them to come back. Um, because that's what it's about, uh, you know, opening the doors of the school so that alumni can come back and share their experiences so that kids can say, okay, I'm doing this for this reason, or, oh, I didn't hear about that, um, that career or that field or that major. Let me look more into it and see what it's about. Uh, we're getting ready for our annual career day, which is on February 4th, where our alumni who are in their professions come back and they talk to um, students uh, all morning um, about their career and the things that they had to do to get to that point. Oh, so amazing. again, it's important for our alumni, for our students to see alumni doing those things mm -hmm. um, so that they know, okay, all I have to do is this or I continue on this path and it'll be me being able to come back and talk to students. So um, it's a great event. You know, we do it every year um, and, and we get a good turnout from our alumni. So looking forward to that. Um. Uh, going off of that, you know, when you meet a ninth grader, um, mm -hmm. a 13 or 14 year old kid, you know, who tells you <laughs> that they want to be a doctor or an engineer, um, mm -hmm. what does uh, Renaissance do in order to um, kind of keep them on that path and uh, show them um, what they need to be doing in order to, you know, go to the next step? So it's interesting because to be 13 and 14 and know what you want to do to me is amazing yeah. already. Right, I don't yeah. know that I knew what I wanted to do until I got to University of Michigan and, and figured it out and then changed my mind and figured it out again, right? But now it's so competitive and, and these students know from you know middle school, I'm going to be this, I want to be this or that. And so for them to come to us and already know, you know, is a great thing for us because we can kind of help steer them in the right direction, make sure we're offering them things that they need. So most of our students want to do something in the STEM field, right? That's what's that's what's hot right now. That's what's popular. That's where the money is made. Um, and so our students want to take part in that. So we have about nine or 10 different um, science classes that we offer as well as nine or 10 different math classes. So if a student comes in knowing I want to be a doctor, um, or I want to do something in a STEM field, then we let them know that throughout your time while you're here, you'll have the opportunity to take about six of each of these courses. You could take six science classes or six math classes, even just while in high school in the four years. So it depends on their specific field of study. So if we have a student that wants to be a doctor, then we want to make sure we put them in on track so that they can take AP Biology and the Anatomy and Physiology course, right? In addition to their regular science classes that they need to take in order to, to meet graduation requirements. Um, if it's a student that's interested in those engineering fields and we want to make sure they take AP Chemistry, AP Physics, um, and, and, and then, you know, dangle robotics in front of them. Um, and so when they come and tell us what they want to do, 
then we're easily able to give them the elective courses that they need to take in order to get an experience um, to prepare them uh, for that next level. And so um, we make sure, you know, we try to ask. And of course, if, if students don't know what they want to do, um, then we make sure that we give them, you know, a wealth of opportunities to try to make that discovery prior to leaving, to, to leaving Renaissance. Um, but we do have um, a wealth of classes in both science and math that gets kids prepared for that career in a STEM field when they get to college. I'm really glad that a lot of students are focusing on STEM and want to be a part of STEM careers because, I mean, everything Mm -hmm. is moving towards technology these days. Um, So I think that is definitely where a lot of students can come in and make an impact in the future. And one thing I learned Um, pursuing a STEM degree in college is that STEM is all about collaboration. Um, So in Mm. what ways has Renaissance exposed its students to collaboration um, in order to prepare them for STEM education, also STEM careers? So that's, that's a good point. And, you know, so knowing that we make sure that we have collaborative um, components in almost all of our classes. Um, So it's not just, you know, the normal, you know, group project, although we have those, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There's an opportunity for students to work together, you know, to complete a specific project. But we also have that component just in the regular day-to-day courses. In our ELA and math curriculums alone, students are set up to work in teams. Everyone has um, a role on the team and they complete an entire unit in this team format. Um, So early on, starting from the ninth grade, they start learning how to work together in collaborative groups to make sure they can complete Mm -hmm. the task. Many of our clubs that we have, our extracurricular clubs, do the same thing. For example, robotics, um, which is in the STEM field, is all about that. The students from the very beginning, you know, they have um, roles on a team um, and they're they're trying to complete, um, you know, this robot to compete with. Um, And everybody has a role that everybody has to do in order for it to be successful. So um, a lot of things that we do um, in class are in a collaborative component, whether it be in project base, whether it be an assignment or like I said, in our ELA and math curriculum, it's the entire um, units are set up in those team in those teams. um, And so that the students are working collaboratively. We have, um, um, you know, I kind of want to. Uh, dig a little more into um, what you personally would say would be um, uh, what are your personal goals for uh, for uh, uh, renaissance or like what do you feel um, is a good day after you come home from work (laughs) (laughs) so that's tough Um, but for me you know the goal is to always do more than the day before or even the year before. Um, I want to create more opportunities for students. I want them to be able to, in their senior year, get more scholarships so they can go to school for free. I wanna find ways for students to increase their test scores um, on standardized tests so that they can get into the schools that they want to, um, more prestigious college acceptances. Um, just wanna maintain, excel, and exceed our exceed our status. You know we're. Currently, um, Renaissance is number one in the district on all of our uh, benchmarks, um, whether it be attendance, graduation, test scores, um, et cetera. Um, And so it's hard to be number one, right? It's hard to stay there. You always have to 
be thinking of ways and, and including more programs and more opportunities for students. So for me, it is just trying to find ways to do more than I did the day before. I think that's really important because there's always room for growth. So just trying to challenge yourself and yeah. see, you know, what did I see that might be an issue that was an issue today that I can improve on tomorrow? That's definitely important because I mean, even in high school for students, stuff arises every day that you can't predict. <laughs> so at least knowing that, yeah, you know, when you come to school sure. that there'll be assistance, that like there's people there that can guide you and help you and that put your education first and are looking for creative ways to make sure that you're on course and, you know, um, can help you get to and achieve your goals is really important. Absolutely, I agree a hundred thousand percent. So I actually want to delve deeper um, into your personal journey through STEM. Um, you said that you majored in actuarial sciences, correct? Okay, mm-hmm. that's probably maybe like, I don't know, the second time I've heard of that major. Um, and I think that's really unique because so far on this show, when we talked about STEM, specifically the uh, math portion of STEM, it's, you know, the classes or there's an engineer that has to do a couple calculations a day, but never anyone has actually majored in a STEM field and gone on to teach that. So what inspired you to major in actuarial sciences um, and then going on to teach math at a community college? How was that experience for you also? So the interesting part is... Um, Like I said, I think earlier I indicated that I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got to Michigan. And I knew that I was good in math, but at the time, early on, I'm like, I don't want to major in pure math because what am I going to do with it, right? And then I said, I'm not going to be a teacher, so why, you know, major in math? So what can I do within the math field, right, in an area that I did well in that wasn't just pure math? And so I just happened to be walking through the Diag or something. And, you know, I don't know if they still do it, but they have those big um, cement round things where they post all of these, you know, information about upcoming meetings. And so I happened to be walking past one of those and it said something about, you know, interested in math, want to learn about, you know, actuarial science. I'm like, "Hmm, let me go and see what it is. And so I went and I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll major in that. Right. So I majored in it. And then I'd gotten so far that I couldn't change my major, right? I'm like, okay, I've already been here um, this long. I can't make a change. And so I ended up majoring in it. um, And then come to find out I didn't really like it because I am more of a social person. I like to be around people, um, you know, making impact on people's lives um, in kind of, you know, a therapeutic way in some forms. And so... I ended up finishing the degree um, and once I learned later that, you know, I'll be taking tests every, you know, few months, um, I think in order for you to get to a certain level, you had to take and pass 10 exams, which, you know, they say are extremely difficult and you're pretty much working by yourself in a cubicle um, at that time. I think they've probably expanded a little bit more and have done more collaborative work, but at that time, many moons ago, um, that's what it was like. And so... I ended up graduating and I'm like, I just can't, I don't want to do this. And my roommate was like, you know, maybe you should just be a teacher. And I was like, should I? And um, so then I ended up majoring in, uh, I'm sorry, applying for the University of Michigan's um, Masters of Arts and Teaching program. 
And so I applied for that. I mean, literally this is last minute. So if you can imagine your senior year, right? Um, you're graduating, you're just so tired. You, you know, I was taking like two and three math right. classes a semester. Um, and so it was really tough and you're just like worn beat down and like, okay, now what am I going to do? And it was like, okay, I'm going to immediately apply and go to school again, <laughs> back to school. And so I applied, you know, um, it was like in this uh, early spring, um, ended up getting accepted into the program and stayed, you know, for an additional year to complete that degree. And I think it was probably the best decision that I've made um, at a young age um, to end up turning and, and doing that. So I did um, initially, so the program was over in, um, it was a, it was started in June and it ended in July. And so at the time of the end of the program, um, I didn't apply to um, a, a regular district. So I ended up applying uh, to a community college, got accepted uh, to be able to work there. So I worked there for a year um, full time. And then, you know, I wanted to be around kids. And so I applied in, in Detroit Public Schools um, at the time was the name and, and got into um, Crockett Technical High School. So um, I ended up still teaching at the community college for about um seven more years but on a, on a part-time basis um until I had my first child and then I was like okay this is too much so that's when I stopped there but you know remained um teaching math and enjoyed it I mean I just I loved it I, you know math was always so difficult for, for kids right most kids don't like it and so for me um it was rewarding to be able to see light bulbs go off in the classroom um, as you're instructing and as you're teaching and just trying to make it easier for, for kids to understand um, and, and help them to know that you can do this. And so that's, you know, what I kind of got. That was my oxygen um, from the classroom is just seeing the impact that I was making on, on students. So I think I ended up teaching for like 14 years. Wow. And actually, I have a follow up. How was it teaching at community college straight out of college? I mean, you did the program, but you're basically everybody's age. So how was that experience? I know. Well, not only just everybody's age, but, you know, at a community college, there are people who right. are, you know, returning from school. So I had people who were like my yeah. parents age at the time. Um, it was very interesting. I mean, I think it's even similar to coming out of college and going straight into a high school, even teaching seniors, right? So, you know, you're only 23, maybe 24, um, and the seniors are 18. And so um, it's very difficult in that you have to have the right mindset to be able to do it because you're looked at um, a little bit differently being a young woman. Yeah. Um, uh, and and people being your age or older looking at you you know I remember my first every time when I was at the community college on the first couple of days of class people would be looking at me like she doesn't know what she's doing like you know they just had this look like you just felt like it was a bunch of people like mm -hmm. this is a joke she doesn't know what she's doing um what is she going to teach me you know and then it was mostly the college I was at was mostly um mm -hmm. Caucasian yeah. you know people and so imagine that on top of it, right? So it took a while, you know, a couple of sessions for them to say like, oh gosh, you know, she, you know, I'm learning something. So it was very interesting. I mean, I think I had to um, mature up yeah, real quick <laughs> in order to, to be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so our next 
uh, question. It kind of it deals with on the city as a whole, um, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I've come to get the understanding that you know a nurturing a student, um, you know, it's more than just the school. You know, it's it's other parents, it's mm-hmm. their neighbors. You know, it's the things that they see at home and. Um, what are what are some of the things that you think have been great that a Detroit has done as a city to support students from uh, Renaissance? So that's I mean that's a good point. We all know that proverb it takes right. a village, right? And so I mean that holds true still, um, and I see it all the time. And, you know, the activity that I have at my school from the community um, is, is really um, impactful and it's very powerful. And so I think, you know, the community and, and everybody that you name, parents, neighbors, you know, even just community partners that we have, um, giving back and their willingness to want to see our students succeed um, is just fantastic. Um, We have a lot of partnerships at our school and they teach the students everything from preserving their mental and physical health all the way to the STEM fields. And so them just coming back to provide um, information, opportunity, resources, uh, support, you know, all of those things um, is definitely something that I'm very, very grateful for. Um, having parents who are involved and, and also caring about, you know, what their students are doing and learning and making sure they're achieving. I mean, all of these things kind of add to the experience that a Renaissance student gets while they're there. So I think that, you know, ensuring that, you know, we do have that community support um, to nurture our students. Uh, they're believing in them. They're holding them accountable. They're challenging their thoughts. They're there for support. They're there for, you know, a hug and a slap on the wrist all at the same time. Um, And I just think that for our students to be able to have that community support um, is something like none other and nothing that they can experience, I think, in in another place. So um, I'm I'm extremely grateful for it. And and I'm always looking for um, more opportunities for, for my kids to be able to get the best that the community has to offer. And you guys are definitely doing a great job with that. I think I can speak firsthand to just from the amount of people that I've met at Michigan, which there's real, there's a good pipeline between Renaissance and University of Michigan in terms of students that go there. Um, and mm-hmm. all the kids that go to Renaissance, from Renaissance that go to UMich are always prepared, you know, and they're so smart and they're so quick for college. <laughs> it challenged me too, just seeing them coming there. And, you know, everybody was so on top of their game. I'm like, all right, yeah. these are the people I need to be studying with. These are the connections I need in my classes, especially the STEM-related yeah. ones. So you guys are doing an amazing job. And it was amazing talking to you on today's show, too, Dr. I'm going to go Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really we appreciate, appreciate you. And, um, just uh, going off what, what uh, Sapalu said, um, you know, as a high school students, you know, your uh, rival is uh, Renaissance when you go to cast, you know, but when you get here, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're all on the same team, you know, <laughs> and and yeah, yeah. You, you work uh, with each other and, you know, um, you talk about experiences that you had in in high school and how you prepared to get here. And you know, it's a, 
it's great, you know. Um, and most of the students that are black um, that come from on the city, you know, uh, Cass and uh, Renaissance are those are two schools. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you mm-hmm. and we appreciate you for doing all the things that you do to help kids out of on the city, you know, kids on the east side and the west side who come from uh, communities that, you know, just need a little help. So we appreciate you. And as always, we appreciate our listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. Um, Don't forget to connect with us on our social media and our podcasts are now everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, wherever. So share this podcast with your friends and family, especially students that are interested in STEM. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.